Hello and welcome, everybody, back to the new disc colony, the No T Low T New Metal Discussion Podcast. Uh, I'm uh, one of the co-hosts. My name is Ross, and I'm the other co-host. My name is Not Ross. Welcome. Hello, Not Ross. Hi, Not Ross. Did you, um, for the longest time, whenever you heard Mega Duck, did, oh. did, was that confusing to you as a child? Yeah, I thought it was Mega Duck. See, see, same, mm-hmm. same. Yeah. And then I saw it like a toy, and I was like, Mega Duck? What does like, that mean? Up there, there are actually two oh, different. Shit. <clears throat> I need you to look at me. No, I'm sorry. Uh, I pushed up my glasses for the listener. I've got two different, uh, well, I guess three different Darkwing Duck Funko Pops. Yeah. yeah. I've got a Darkwing Duck, but then I also have a uh, classic Nega Duck, which is the uh, the yellow and red version. But before right. that, there was a uh, like a split version of Darkwing Duck. Oh, yeah. He was in uh, like grayscale, essentially. Right. For yeah. the for the listener, um mm-hmm. Brent is an encyclopedic encyclop uh god damn it, has an encyclopedic knowledge of all Disney cartoons from the late eighties, early nineties. Um yeah. I would repeatedly like ask him questions when we were younger and even to this day. Mm-hmm. Um and he can remember everything. Uh let's do something. Mm-hmm. Um what is the phrase that they use in the um uh, in the one with the cows and the <laughs> Do you remember that? Wait, what? What with the cows? The Darkwing Duck with the cows and oh. Bushroot didn't. Wasn't there a phrase that they had? Like they wore their triangle hats. Oh, uh, I don't remember that. Oh my god, I stumped him. Yeah, the first yeah. time, ladies and gentlemen. My my memory be slipping, everyone. Oh. Uh oh, yeah. Bruce Willis. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, <shit>. Sorry, <laughs> I, I just heard about that. Yeah, literally. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's uh, my my brain is getting. It's bad to begin with, and it's getting so much worse, where yeah. I, I cannot retain new information for the most part. And even stuff I used to know, I've simply forgotten. It's fucking terrible. But also, it's they like... They call it the Gautier syndrome. syndrome. Gautier? <laughs> yeah. Somebody, Someone I used something to know. Used to know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to apologize for all my jokes tonight. <laughs> I liked it. Um, but yeah, it's like... Uh, Sometimes I will uh, have a, a reference for somebody to like make a joke, and I can only picture their face in my head, and I can't, I can't, I can't like put the thoughts together to like cobble together the name Tom Arnold. It's just like I could picture his name. Oh God! Yeah. If I were like Leech from the X Men, or maybe it was his friend that had the word balloons that was just like pictures or whatever. Uh, Artie. Artie. There you mm-hmm. go. Hey, yeah. I did it, dude. Do you do the thing where? Don't worry. I, I can remember like. I'll be trying to think of an actor's name and I can name five of the roles that they've played. <laughs> like, oh yeah. He played this and he played this and he played this and he this. Uh-huh. What is his name? I can't yeah. uh, it drives me crazy. Yeah. Getting old fucking sucks, man. Mm-hmm. It really does. It's, uh, it's the shits. I mean, wait, yeah, the shits. Oh, yeah. It's, it's happening already. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh yeah. So what's been going on, man? Uh, well, I actually had a, uh, a question for you. Um, Uh-oh. this is something that, just popped in my mind uh, when I was potentially forgetting other information, but um, you know our show is about a specific music genre, mm-hmm. new metal, uh, and it's something that you and I grew up with. Um, and adjacent to that, 
there was um, on rock radio at the time. It's like rock alternative radio. Is uh, as we discussed on the first episode. It was a nice mixture of. Uh, generally speaking, rock and then other things. Like sometimes you yeah, would have yeah. electronica would be considered rock for whatever reason, as well as ska, punk, uh, you know, heavy metal was in there as well. Big band Big for band. some reason. Yeah. So it was all like in there. So not specifically about new metal, but I, I noticed something about those genres that we grew up with where um, one thing we don't really have in bands right now are dancers in 90s bands like Mighty Mighty oh, Boss yeah. Tones? They had a dancer. The Prodigy had a dancer. Uh, Cottonmouth Kings had Paca a dancer. Pacalica, R.I.P. Oh, oh, Big Papa. Big Papa. <laughs> Big Papa Pacalica. <laughs> uh, Butthole Surfers had a dancer. Did they really? Yeah, dude. Oh, boy. You ever, go, you ever get a chance? Go back. You want to see some insane shit? Go watch some old Butthole Surfers concerts. Really wild. I can imagine. Like, yeah. like if you've ever listened to Butthole Surfers, um, <laughs> I had that first album. Yeah, it's mm. not. You know, it's not all Pepper. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of weird shit. It was. Yeah. Uh, the, what is it? Locus abortion. Um, locus. Ah, the, oh, you can't do that in Texas anymore. Nope. 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 They'll send bounty hunters after you. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Mandalorians coming for you, man. <laughs> and dog. Dog oh, the bounty God. hunter. Mm-hmm. Fuck Abbott. Is that his name? Uh. I yeah. Don't know. I don't know. Abbott. I, I don't pay attention. To uh, to Texas, you yeah. Know? Fuck Texas. <laughs> I mean, I went down there like two weeks ago yeah. and had a pretty good time. Mm-hmm. Shout out Eric and Rachel, yeah, yeah, uh, and Scotty. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, fuck, uh, fuck, fuck Texas in general. <laughs> <laughs> they drive like assholes. Yeah, Dallas is the worst fucking city to drive in. Well, I mean, I haven't driven in a ton of cities, but mm-hmm. uh, big cities like that. But Dallas is like a goddamn. It's so stressful. It's hard for me to get like genuinely stressed out. I was like, I had to take a Klonopin when I got to the hotel room because I was just like, I'm losing my mind right now. Dude, the way those highways intermingle and crisscross with each other and they're just like all, it's like wide open spaces for a long ass fucking time. And then all of a sudden it's 97 highways that all merge and tie into each other. It's just a goddamn nightmare. There's entrances and exits every like... 50 feet on both sides of the highway yeah, yeah. and even when you're using gps which i have gps in my car it's like impossible to tell because you're like okay there's <laughs> three exits in a row and none of them are labeled yeah and i can't tell which one anyways yeah and also the, oh yeah also the transgender thing <laughs> and the abortion thing yeah <clears throat> fuck texas in general mm-hmm. um had a great time though uh but yeah, what were you saying? <laughs> the dancers the and dancers, bands. Yeah, the yeah, dancers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Remember that was a thing. Like, I remember seeing the the Boss Tones live on like some talk show or whatever. Maybe it was MTV. I don't know what it was. But there was a guy just like dancing around in a like a not quite a zoot suit, but you know, like a a, right. a suit. And um, I was like, wow, what is this? Is this all this guy does? And that was all that he does. It's not like he, they gave him a tambourine and told him to like hmm. you know dance around the the stage playing it. You know who? Well, I guess I guess this doesn't really count because they're still like a considered a '90s band. But the Flaming Lips does that a lot too. Oh, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. they'll have dancers and they have some pretty insane live shows. Like even if you don't care for the music at all, which I I I was a, I really got into them when I was in college. Mm. Uh, Flaming Lips because it's you're in college and <laughs> you smoke weed, you're gonna be in a Flaming Lips. <laughs> uh, and I went to a bunch of their shows back mm-hmm. in the day, 
and uh, it was uh, it was really entertaining. They they put on a, an, an insane show. Like he comes up out of the stage, like out of a uh, like a spaceship, mm-hmm. and he's inside one of those big like hamster bubble things, and he oh, like yeah. goes over the audience and stuff. And um, yeah, he's just trying to escape. Yeah. <laughs> one time, actually, multiple times, I've seen him with Miley Cyrus in uh, the Sound Pony. Uh, which is a bar that I used to frequent quite often. Oh, here in Tulsa, uh, yeah. Yeah, but he was hanging out with like Miley Cyrus a bunch. Weird. I actually got drunk with Wayne Coyne. Oh, really? Yeah. On my birthday, I think it was my 29th or 30th birthday, mm-hmm. um, uh, there's some girls I knew that n- were like friends with him, mm-hmm. and uh, I was in Oklahoma City uh, with some, like my brother and a couple of other people, and uh, they're like, hey, we're hanging out with Wayne Coyne at this hotel. And I was like, oh, shit. So we all go over there and like Jackson Brown is there. Hmm. Um 70s like rocker Jackson Brown. Yeah. And uh Wayne Coyne and then like two girls and then me and one my cup. <laughs> yeah, man. Hell yeah. That's where it started. <laughs> a lot of shit going on. <laughs> no, it was a bottle of 99 bananas. Uh-oh. And uh so uh my brother is a very outspoken opinionated person as well. And uh we got into a big religious uh conversation with me, Wayne Coyne, and my brother, and me and Wayne Coyne were on the same side going against my brother. Oh really? <laughs> it was one of the weirdest things I've ever done. <laughs> How wild. We were up till like four o'clock in the morning, like slamming shots of ninety nine bananas. Yeah. Uh and yeah, I've got pictures of it. It's it was it was a good time. That's crazy. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. But uh yeah, he's a, he's a he's an interesting guy. So wait, what does he do in that band? He's a singer. Uh, but like, is I thought he was a multi instrumentalist. Yeah, like I, I, yeah, he plays a bunch of stuff. Okay, uh, but he's like, yeah, the, definitely the front man of the band. So he's like doing all this extra stuff on stage, and he's like, I need somebody to just like dance around for a while. Oh, not someone. There were like twenty dancers on stage. Really? Yeah, it was Damn. wild. Maybe he missed that too. He was like, ah, Boston's aren't doing it anymore. The Prodigy, <laughs> yeah. I think they fired their guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, Pacalica, uh, you know. R.I.P. Is it Pakalika or Pakalika? He's Pakalika. What does that mean? Is that in reference no to No one knows. Oh. He died and went with him <laughs> to the grave. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure it meant something. I think it was like a poc- like apocalypse, like Apocalika. Oh, okay. But like, you know, Dumb. stonerfied me. Yeah. I recently rewatched the music video for Suburban Life. Oh, boy. Oh, man. That is wild. He's just out there dancing around in like a, a white ski mask. Yeah. He looks like a a joint himself, you know? (laughs) Human joint. (laughs) For people who don't know, this is the uh, the dancer from the Cottonmouth Kings, and you can Google this. Pakalika. I mean, it sounds... It's spelled exactly how it sounds. And um, he was, like, fully covered. Like, he didn't have any skin showing. He had a ski mask on. Later, he would add, like fake dreads onto it or something like that something like he tried to dress it up a little bit but yeah uh, yeah he was just like dancing around on stage and And like not that great of a dancer he's dead he doesn't i don't care (laughs) yeah he wasn't that great of a dancer you (laughs) know but like i remember i went to this is a uh, mark of shame for me Mm -hmm. uh i went to a lot of cottonmouth king shows back in the day um did they have any songs about drugs Mm, one okay that was okay that was bump right uh bump okay, yeah, it was yeah. About, about cocaine doing yeah. key bumps off your uh no uh, <laughs> uh it's, it's kind of funny you know that weed's legal like cottonmouth gangs are just like yeah. what are you guys fighting for <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah mm-hmm. um uh but apparently cottonmouth kings is now i believe it's just d 
Oh, really? Yeah. Everybody um, else is coming gone. I everybody's think- gone. They got in a big thing with uh, uh, Daddy X. Oh, like a well, big yeah. like rights, you know, like a uh, who owned the rights to what mm-hmm. issue with him, and uh, then like you know Lou Dog with a drummer played on like that bicycle drum kit. What? Yeah, it was like a it was like a it was a it was his drum kit, but uh-huh. like it was built out of like bike parts. Oh, and like okay. yeah, it was like a bike. Like he sat on like a bike seat, like an, a BMX bike seat that was mm-hmm. like attached, rigged up to all this kind of stuff. And then there was. Uh, Did it have a basket on it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> With, they had like the extra drumsticks in there. So if we dropped one, he had to like reach all the way across. Like it was very noticeable, you know? Yeah. It. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm ashamed to have, to say that I know a lot of early Cottonmouth King stuff. Well, uh, I, I kind of dipped out. Yeah. I think some of that early stuff, especially on. Royal Highness? Yes. Yeah. That's a good I, album. I knew that one had something to do with drugs. It was the only album. That had a title that was somewhat associated with drug culture. So, yeah, Royal Highness. Yeah. Yeah, that was the one. That was yeah. the one. Um, but, yeah, I, I remember, like, Saint Dog was in the band, yeah. and then he left. And then and eventually then he came, came back. back. Yeah. But then he left again. Mm-hmm. And I think he's dead now. I think in that sounds right. <laughs> 2022, or I'm sorry, 2020, he died. Wow. Okay, yeah. that sounds that sounds accurate. He was like, pandemic? Mm, not for me. Yeah. I don't blame him. Yeah. And it was like Dirtball was part of it for a while. What? He was another like sub noise rapper. He was this big fat white guy. No. <laughs> yeah, he was I white? I know. Oh my Weird, God. Right? Cottonmouth Kings? In a, in a rap group? Oh my no. God. Uh, and uh, then he's gone. But I think now it's just d and uh, uh, Johnny Richter. I think no. it's the only two. <laughs> uh, that could be already changed by now. I looked at this like a couple of years ago. Yeah. It was a lot of like drama and bullshit around it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't look super deep into it because I didn't care. Yeah. Because their music sucks now. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't that great that back then. But, you know, it was, it was, uh, yeah, like the Royal Highness album was mm-hmm. like, it had a lot of variation, a lot of fun stuff in there. It's, yeah. it's new metal adjacent, kind of. There I think a, so. There's some like punk mixed in with hip hop. Like I'm not some yeah. spies. That's, That's what was cool. fun about their shows was like you could have this like, they could do like these like chilled out kind of like reggae stuff. They could do just like straight up hip hop. They'd go into punk, mm-hmm. you know, so you got like a cool mixture of all that stuff, which you don't really get. There's really no bands that are doing that kind of thing anymore. No, it's uh-huh. all just sort of the same shit. Yeah. Um, but no, it was, it, was a, it was a lot of fun going. Though. The shows were fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm embarrassed to say that I like them as much as I did. But, you know, hey. I mean, we're doing, the, we're doing this podcast. That's so. right. I was going to say, this is a new metal podcast. So, yeah, you know, apropos here. I yeah. Guess. Embarrassed about Cottonmouth King. Now, anyway, Limp Bizkit. Yeah. yeah the, good band. The, right. the ongoings of Frederick Durst and, and others. <laughs> yeah. uh, did you see that they started playing at Limp Bizkit? Where, where we've fully moved on to that. Have you yeah. seen that uh, Limp Bizkit has started playing, well, shows, but they're incorporating songs off of Limp Bizkit Still Sucks into their set? Have you seen any of those live performances no, oh I man i think so it's no it's a little bit weird like i wanted it to be better than it is because yeah. like fred is where like he's changed his look slightly mm-hmm. from his like old man persona right on the the cover of the album but he's like essentially that but he's got this like long like tan jumpsuit or whatever and he's got long hair long gray hair and he doesn't move around a whole lot. And the the song they open with, I think it was the song they opened with, is uh, um, man, it's that first song off the new album. I can't think of oh, what it is, fuck. but it has like that 
kick-ass fucking riff dude that riff is that riff goes horde as fuck i'm gonna have to look I, this I love that riff there was a little uh, uh west did a little instagram thing where he showed how to play it so if you're, if you're oh, curious that. about that go back and watch it because that man is is abusing that guitar mm-hmm. <laughs> like he is slamming it and bending the neck and like just th- like thumping those those mm-hmm. uh those uh strings <laughs> it was funny because i saw that and i was curious i don't play guitar or anything but i was just curious how he gets that sound of it he's like uh here I, I just want to show you guys how to do this real quick and he like plays it but it's not like you can't really tell what he's doing. You can see <laughs> yeah. his hand is moving on the the neck of the guitar. He like bends some strings weirdly, and then he's like, "Oh uh, yeah, that's pretty much it." Okay, bye. And, and it was like, like really out. like he, like he like it's not just like hey, let me let me calmly show you how to play it. He like comes in kind of calm and like hey everybody, you know you've been asking questions about this, uh, so I'm just gonna give you a little uh, heads up. So here it goes. It's fucking oh god i love west borland so out much. of style out, out of style, style. there the, you go the yeah so that's the one they opened up the concert with i was like oh that's fucking awesome yeah that sounds and, like their old stuff or, or like unquestionable truth era it has like such a catchy west riff to it yeah it's just like oh this is undeniably like fun limp biscuit you know yeah and then they like play the song and no one's really like moving around that much Not i think really. that's just like age of course but also like even wes yeah, he was kind of like stationary. Oh, that's weird for him. Yeah, because he normally like paces around and stuff. I don't know if he like, I don't know what the deal was. But like Fred, when it got to the chorus, he just like stopped singing. Like there's like, he had his microphone not even near his face. He's like walking around. And then like halfway through, he starts like jumping into the, the chorus of it or whatever. But that's it's weird. Yeah, it's kind of strange. I, I get that he doesn't, like he really only did his like, brutal screams on three dollar bill y'all like he still did some you know going forward i feel like unquestionable truth is probably their second hardest album uh, um potentially yeah i don't know we'll, we'll get there yeah uh but uh yeah it's i mean they're, they're getting older but wes mm. is still in crazy good shape yeah like wes is really like everybody else kind of i mean obviously like uh, uh sam had some like serious health problems mm. and uh john was like really addicted to heroin for a long time so he was kind of always like in and out of the band and in and out of tours and stuff yeah. but i think now they're all there like mm-hmm. lethal i guess had some issues with some of the people in the band or something with fred or something mm-hmm. <laughs> he kept trying to order big macs and they're like man i think you need to <laughs> that's so mean yeah <laughs> dj lethal cholesterol levels <laughs> Oh, sorry, DJ Lethal. Yeah. Um, he does make an appearance on today's uh, one of today's albums. He does. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll get to. We'll get to Wait. that. I need to. I need to make. He a, does. Uh. Y- yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, interesting. Yes. We'll have to get to it. Yeah. I, yeah. Um. I need to. Okay. We're twenty minutes into this. I need to make. I said I was going to make a corrections at the very top. Yeah. We got distracted. We got distracted with a nega duck. Yeah. Um, he'll get you every time so this this was this has been driving me crazy we, we recorded about three weeks ago and we've been busy and and missed a couple you know weeks there where we didn't record uh so uh this has been driving me nuts um and i need to get this back out there so okay. on our last episode i said that poltergeist was directed by joe dante holy shit i don't remember this conversation at all really <laughs> <laughs> well i i i, I kind of said like joe dante like like trying to remember 
is Toby Hooper, who directed Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm. Um, and the reason, okay, so I have like a, a slight defense for my mix up here because uh, Spielberg was picking up like uh, whenever he first started Amblin Entertainment, mm-hmm. he was picking up like young horror directors or, you know, young uh, or uh, new horror directors uh, to come and do like movies for him. Mm-hmm. And so he picked uh, Joe Dante to come do Gremlins and he had Toby Hooper come and do Poltergeist. Um, and so they were both like early entries into like the, uh, the Amblin thing. So that's where I got it mixed up. Mm-hmm. I know better. Like literally I was driving home after we recorded and I was like, fuck, it like, <laughs> it like dawned on me and I felt like waves of shame because I knew like it was going to go out into the world and people were going to mm-hmm. be yelling at their radios. Like I do whenever I listen to podcasts and somebody gets something minute and inconsequential wrong. I get so upset about it. No, eventually you'll get to the point where you're like, oh, I fucked that up. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> My, my pathological need to be right all the time <laughs> uh, uh, drives me crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so so just wanted to put that out there at mm-hmm. the 20 minute mark that I fucked up. Well, I that's up, guys. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, yeah. No one listens to the show anyway. It's really just a record for posterity's sake. Yeah. You know? And also, like, uh, chron- chronicling our uh, slow uh, <laughs> old man brain. Mm hmm. <laughs> Uh, okay, but but okay. So today we've got um, a couple of albums. So so the reason we're not doing just a single album today is because both of these albums we were afraid we weren't going to be able to make a full episode out of because I don't think these are either one of our favorite bands or favorite albums, no. and I don't think either one of us have it a lot. I mean, I think you maybe have some history with Cold Chamber. So we're going to do Cold Chamber's first album, self-titled. Yes, yeah. Chronologically, that album came out first, and then okay. I believe the next one came out like the next week or whatever. Yes, and then uh, we're doing uh, Power Man 5000 Mega Kung, Mega Kung Fu Radio. Yes. Um, and so we're going to be doing those two. So we, we figured that, hey, we might not have enough to fill an entire episode, and rather than just rambling in our bullshit, we're going to uh, try to do both of these albums and just pick a few songs on there that we think are noteworthy and talk about them and play them. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So which one do you want to do? Do you want to, do you want to do the, uh, cold chamber? Yeah. Let's go ahead and start there. Chronological. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so this is the self-titled album from cold chamber released on February 11th, 1997 produced by Jay Gordon from the band orgy and Jay Baumgartner, uh, whom I have no clue who that is. Oh, you don't No, No, I don't either. No, (laughs) Of the Tulsa Bomb Gardeners? No. What? Surely not. Uh, personnel. God. I hate that I do this. I hate having to go through the personnel. <laughs> it's like the least interesting thing to me. Uh, I feel like people who listen to this music just like know who this is. Right. Uh, so, But I feel like at a certain point we're going to uh, name check these people when we complain about this this album. Yes. So maybe they should know. But uh, Des Fafara... Uh, is the lead vocalist. Fafra. Fafra. Is that what it is? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I have no clue. Miguel Rascon is uh, the Raskin. guitarist. Raina Foss plays Raina bass. <laughs> and uh, Mike Cox is the <laughs> drummer. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought. Mike Cox. I, I work with a guy named Mike Cox, and I, really? I slip in Mike Cox jokes all the time. <laughs> Does he know? Does he get it? Um, I don't he, do it to him. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sure he's heard them all. Yeah. Uh, but I do it to other people, and no one seems to ever uh, uh, pick get up it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't help myself. I, you know how like you can go to Wikipedia and 
click on all the different hyperlinks or whatever. They, they're they sick with hyperlinks over there. Oh, but dude. occasionally, you'll have that under personnel. Like, if the person is famous enough, a lot of the times it's like right. the lead singer and then, like, no one else. Um, unfortunately, there was not a hyperlink for Mike Cox. I was hoping there would oh, be, God. be where it was like, your real name is Michael Jeffers, and he went by Mike Cox, just to be funny or whatever. But no, to, to my knowledge, that is his actual name, M-I-K-E, and then last name it's, Cox, it's, C-O-X. It's hard looking for Mike Cox sometimes. You know, uh, you can try to register for it, but it, you just won't find it. You, um, can, you can reach out and try to touch Mike Cox if you want, but mm. I, I mean, we'll see what he says. Uh, I have a chicken, shy. I have a chicken coop in the back where Mike Cox hangs out. Uh, he could go by Michael, honestly, but um, no, he's chosen not to do that. Mike Cox. Mike Cox. Do you remember? Do you remember old tech ed teacher um, Dick Kurtz? Oh my God! Holy shit! I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, Dick Kurtz. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm sure we made plenty of jokes. About oh that, God, but like, we did it all the time. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Uh, there was a, a later. Uh, technology, what was it? Tech Ed? Tech Ed. Uh, teacher that we had that just takes up all of my brain power uh, when I think of He was a big him. man. He was a big man. Yeah. He he got hit in the head with a soda bottle uh, <laughs> by someone we know. Just like launched it up in the air and just happened to fall down on the back of his head. It was insane. One of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he got so mad. Oh, yeah. Understandably. Like, I can't. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, that's fair. Like, <laughs> yeah. We are probably his age. Uh, when that happened to him, you know, we're his age now. When okay, that let's happened, move on. Yeah, let's, let's keep going. Please. It's a bummer. Uh, album notes. This is the debut album from Cold Chamber. Over fifty thousand. I'm sorry, five hundred thousand copies sold. <laughs> and this is the band's most successful album. Like, I don't really. I know like a couple of Cold Chamber songs, but I never really got deep into this band. Yeah, uh, for reasons we'll get into here in a minute. Yeah, but um. I really thought that they were like a more prominent band than they ended up being. I agree. Upon research, yeah. you know, and uh, there's a point where uh, they put out a few albums and then they went on hiatus, essentially broke up and came back several years later, went on hiatus again, and then came back and they were like, eh, I think we're done. There's, yeah. there's just no point in doing this, continuing on with it. Yeah. And like the members have changed around a lot. Uh, like the members like yeah. Mike Cox have changed around a lot. Mike Cox, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, three singles were released from this album, Loco, Big Truck, and Sway. And uh, it just so happens to be that those are the three songs that we're going to discuss today because um, why not? You know, those are the the, the most, um, the songs that sound the least similar while sounding so fucking similar. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was crazy. Another thing is that the band got signed through Roadrunner Records, which was like a, a huge oh yeah like, new metal label at the time. Um, there were a lot and of industrial. Like, there was a lot of industrial and like techno uh, stuff that was on Roadrunner, right? Like, yeah, it, Junkie XL was on there, maybe. Yeah, I mean, like there uh, Roadrunner has a history of metal um, going right. way back, but at this specific time, they were just like all aboard the new metal train, right? And um, they got signed through Roadrunner via connections through the band Fear Factory and Ross Robinson. So even though they didn't work directly with Ross Robinson, right? He was there. You know, he's one of the arch or uh, uh, the pioneers of new metal. He and yeah. Mick G. Mick G. For whatever Mark reason, McGrath. Mark McGrath. You know, they're the the trifecta, <laughs> the living tribunal <laughs> is of new Mick metal. G. Mark McGrath's negaduck. Could be. Yeah, I think it is. You never see them in the same space. He takes together. off his puka shell necklace and he becomes another person. <laughs> No, there's no direct connection uh, to McG on this album, but 
you look at the cover of the album, it does look like a, a music video that, that Mick fair. G would have put together. Yeah. All those like super saturated colors and everything. Right. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's that's really all the the notes I have for the album proper. Um, as far as like the band sound, um, they're like groove oriented. Uh, they've got chuggy guitars, very very simple choruses. Emphasis on sound, not sounds. Uh uh-uh. uh, no, very specific sound. Um, and then um, look, let's just make subtext text. This band just sounds like a way less interesting corn. Yes. That's literally all this is. Uh, so I told you earlier this week, or maybe it was last week, that I said I have a joke that I'm going to say for the podcast. It's not a great joke. I maybe built it up too much. Okay. Um, but uh, my joke is uh, I like Loco, and then I like Loco the other 13 times that I played it. <laughs> it really is that. Out of <clears throat> surprisingly, like Sugar Ray is way less formulaic than people oh, think. Oh, way less. Because they were all over the place with yeah. their, uh, like the soundscape on that first album. Uh, whereas this, this is just like, what is your least favorite corn song? And it's just on repeat. Yep. Yeah. Over and over and over again. Constantly. Played at the same rhythm, played uh-huh. at the same volume, played with the same effects. Yeah, I know. It's uh, it's almost like Nickelback in that way, you know? I'm glad you brought Nickelback up mm-hmm. because I remembered... How I remind you? A story. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remembered a story, and I, I should be able to get through this relatively quick, but mm-hmm. it is, you know, musically related, so... Sure, well, yeah. Fuck it. <clears throat> I'm probably not supposed to tell this story. I probably signed something that said I would never talk about these kind of things, but fuck it. I used to work at a, at a, at a very large music venue, mm-hmm. a stadium, where we would have very, very large acts come yeah. through, mm-hmm. um, and I was I was directly responsible for the IT stuff. Um so Nickelback comes through. Oh boy. Um, now Nickelback, I already didn't like them. What? And the day starts off. <laughs> they are beloved. <laughs> the day starts yeah. off. I, I know they are because they sold a shitload of it's records. It's weird, yeah. Um, so the, so the day starts off, and there's a guy who's like also into music there, and he's like older, like quite a bit older, probably like in his like, I would say like sixties, probably early sixties, mm-hmm. late fifties, early sixties, and he plays music, and. Like we we were we were conversing. I was like, God, I fucking hate Nickelback. And he was like, You know, a lot of people say they hate Nickelback, but uh, actually, uh, you'd be surprised at how much um, they are almost exactly like Nirvana. And I was like, I, I, I Nirvana is one of my favorite bands, and Nickelback is one of my least favorite bands. So I was like, I was like, Eric, no, stop. Mm-hmm. And he thought I was joking. And this is Eric from the True Criminals podcast. Mm-hmm, sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Calling him out. He's sixty years old. <laughs> Uh, and I, you, you know me, I don't get like that upset. I might, you know, kind of get agitated occasionally. I'm, mm. I'm generally a pretty chill guy. Chill, yeah. I got mad. I got mad. And yeah. I walked, I was like, I, I was like, Eric, he was like, no, no, let me explain. I was like, Eric, stop. I don't want to hear this. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm walking away from this conversation. Mm. And I was like genuinely like a little bit pissed off because mm. I'm like, he knows music. He should fucking know better than to say, I mean, like on the most basic surface level, you could maybe like play a snippet of Nirvana and a snippet of like uh, Nickelback and see like, okay, well, they're both rock. G- very, yeah. very generally and speaking. Like, and, you know, like a, like a, yeah, very, very generally speaking. Mm-hmm. And, and also Nickelback is obviously trying to do like a little bit of a Nirvana thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they're trying to sound like them, except they just, they fucking suck. Like <laughs> <laughs> they're not good. Um, so I was in a bad mood. Yeah. Uh, well, so, so then I get a call that, Hey, Nickelback wants to do a phone interview in one of the dressing rooms. Okay, fine. Uh, so in order to do this, I have to get them each a phone. I think it was four phones. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
in order to do this, you have to have like a piece of equipment. You can't just like hook four phones up into the wall mm -hmm. because there's only two outlets. So you have to like get this huge like rig, roll it in there, hook it up, make all the network connections, put it on like the specific VLAN, which is like a segmented part of the network that just works for voice phones. Mm -hmm. um, and then split out the four phones and then program each one of the phones. All in all, probably takes me between, you know, and then you got to gaff all the uh, the cords down so nobody trips over them. Mm -hmm. All in all, probably like maybe 30, 45 minutes for me to walk this stuff, you know, all the way to their off or to, to, to the dressing rooms, hook it up, program everything, maybe 40, 30, 45 minutes. Okay. No, not a big deal. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Fine. So, so in order to do this, I had to use an IP phone. And then I had to use three analog phones just because of the way the system works. Like it's just easier to do it that way rather than to try to pump all IP phones through. And it can get, you can get congestion, uh, IP voice over IP, um, is very network intensive. Mm. And when you're, you kind of get a bottleneck if you're using too many voice over IP phones on the same thing. Sure. Uh, so I had to break them out into analog phones, which are like your basic, like home phone that no one sees anymore. No one has anymore. ET uses them. Yes. Call home. Yeah. Um, and so, they go in there and they see that there's one phone that's nice. Okay, these are all the same phones. They all have the same numbers. They all do the same thing. It's yep. just a, a matter of like network, helping the network out. Mm -hmm. They get pissed because they think the nice phone is for Chad and the <laughs> other phones are for them. So then they say, okay, no, 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 no. Chad wants his own, uh, his own thing and then the other members are going to have their own. They're going to share a dressing room. Mm -hmm. So then... You would think, okay, maybe it's not that big of a deal. No, it's a fucking huge deal because I have to go get another piece of equipment, reprogram everything, set it up. Okay, fine, whatever. At this point, I've spent an hour and a half on it. Mm -hmm. I've still got a million other things I got to take care of. Yeah. Well, I get a call hour or two later. Hey, uh, Nickelback decided that they don't want to do the call. For, okay, and this call, by the way, was mm -hmm. for like a radio station that they were going to be playing like in, a, in another city that they were going to be playing at like the next day or yep. whatever. Um, so it was like not even for like us. It was for someone for them to call someone else. And uh, for people who listen outside of the state of Oklahoma, um, and uh, honestly, outside of the city of Tulsa, we don't like to acknowledge other cities. No, it's disgusting. No, it's nasty. Yuck! Fucking nasty. Oklahoma yeah. City. Fuck you. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so, uh, so they're like, we're, we're, we want to do our inter we want to do the interview from our buses that are parked out in the out in the parking lot okay well this presents a whole new set of challenges yeah because i've got to get multiple pieces of equipment take it out there and the direct line that we use for it runs underground like the length of the um the parking lot mm -hmm. and the, the 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 end for the main connector always gets corroded because it's like outside so sure. it like just like fizzles out so i have to like crimp it and like make a all new ethernet connection and like then split everything up and um, give the give the guys their analog phones and then give because Chad has his own bus and then give Chad his his <laughs> IP phone because I'm like I'm salty about it at this point I'm like yeah. fuck you you're getting this and he's getting this fuck you I don't care yeah. and then they call back and say no they're upset that Chad has the nice phone oh and God. that they want nice phones too and I'm like they're not even nice phones they're just set up differently it's just easier to run three out of analog and one out of digital that's the yeah. only thing it just is easier for me mm -hmm. And so I have to go back out there. All in all, I spent a good four or five hours setting up phones for Nickelback so that they could call a radio station the next day. And they had to be 
complete fucking divas about it. So fuck Nickelback. And that's that's the end of the story. Okay. <laughs> I would love it if you had a chance to confront Nickelback like as a crescendo. I've thought about it. <laughs> where you were just like, hey, um, spoilers. No one fucking likes you. No one wants to talk to you. Get <laughs> fucked. Get Ross out. Fucked. Yeah. Uh, got it. Uh, so like I already hated Nickelback. And then after that day, I was just like, I was like a 14 hour day. And I was just like, God damn it. Fuck this band. I hated them so much. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Okay. We can move past that. So Cold Chamber, they all sound the same. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. I, I like that. Um, you won't get that story anywhere else. Nope. Nudist colony. Check it out. It was a job that almost killed me. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and it was all worth it. It was definitely worth the shitty pay and the long hours. <laughs> yeah. You could have just been like, you know where the phones do work in the next state you're going to play in. I want you to skip tonight. Head on yeah, over there. He had a director that didn't do anything and then would just tell me to do stuff. Yeah. So I would get in trouble. And I did a lot. Mm. I got written up. Was that director Toby Hooper? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. There we he go. He used to chase me around with a, a mask on and mm-hmm. scream like a pig. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Spielberg stepped in and like phantom directed everything anyway so yeah exactly yeah, that was fine he really did that right on, mm-hmm. on Poltergeist? Um, yeah. yeah he like mm-hmm. stepped in yeah because they didn't trust the texas chainsaw massacre guy with like a pg movie <laughs> i wonder why <laughs> um what were we talking about cold chamber cold chamber cold chamber uh so this album uh yeah it's, it's just gonna sound very sludgy we when we initially like set up the the new metal timeline I was like, man, we're, we're, it's going to take forever to get to certain albums. But then you had the idea of like, maybe we should pair up some of the like uh, smaller ones or the ones that we don't care about as much. Right. And I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know if we should do that. Turns out you were 100% correct because yeah. we both have strong feelings about uh, these albums. But I lean more toward one uh, and you lean more toward the other. Yes. And I know I'm talking shit about this Cold Chamber album, but between the two, this is the one that I liked. Wow. <laughs> I'm interested to see what this yeah, goes. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, that's really not saying a lot. Uh, no. At the the end of the discussion, we can rate each of the the albums, uh, oh, zero geez. to seven guitar strings. Yeah. So, brace <laughs> your impact there. These uh, not a whole lot of highlights on these albums, but we can at least start with uh, yeah, this first Cold Chamber self titled album, and um, let's go through and uh, and start with the the first single off the album, which is the song Loco, um, and. Uh, we will discuss that. That's that like clicky bass that sounds very fieldy esque, you know? I remember having a big crush on the bassist back in the day. Fieldy? Yes, fieldy. Okay, thought so. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember her being like, uh, oh, that was a, one of my notes as well is uh, this was the first female in new metal, is uh, Raina Foss, yeah. the bass player. Yeah. yeah. First one we've come across yet. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> like the production on this is good. Wait for it. Wait for it. There you go. There you go. Crunchy, you know. And Crunchy. Um, it's it's not a bad song. No, I, I like this song. This is uh, like one of two Cold Chamber songs that I like. Yeah. That's, In total. Yeah. On, yeah. Like their entire history. I haven't listened to like all the other albums to this point. Right. But I mean, come on. Um, 
did you watch the video for this? No, huh? Oh, it's no, wild. Is it? Yes. Oh boy. Um, so it's it's the guy who directed a lot of Lincoln Parks videos. Oh, um, uh, I cannot remember his fucking name. Is it Joseph Kahn? No. Oh, okay. Uh, we'll look it up in a second. Um, but <laughs> so the video I would highly recommend watching. Yeah. Because it has video starts off with a uh, like an ice cream truck coming around the corner creepy ice cream man jumps out of it and i'm like like on the cover of the album yes is it like that type of and i'm like wait a second this guy looks familiar and then you see a close-up of his face and it's fucking ozzy osbourne <laughs> okay yeah and he goes up and he's like puts this little like those remember those like little viewfinder things that would like you put like a little like reel in and you would like look at a light and click the button oh and yeah it'd be like you know like a view master uh, master yeah yeah. Like, yeah yeah he would put it like towards each one of the band members face and then they would uh they would like see the band playing hmm. and then they would like then it was like they were all in this room i mean it's it's a fine video it's you know but the, the fact that ozzy osbourne uh is in it and uh is fucking hilarious like hmm. he, he, he he's really creepy he's like genuinely <laughs> weird and disturbing i like it they were like oddly friends yeah, well, Sharon Sharon Osbourne was their manager. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. that makes way more sense. Right. Weird. Yeah. Uh, it was Nathan Karma Cox who directed. Nathan, yes, that's right. The, Nathan Karma Cox. He, this yeah, is he his did a lot first of stuff. video. That's crazy. Yeah, he went on to dis- uh, direct videos for Disturbed, Lincoln Park, like you said, Queens of the Stone Age, early two thousands. Which that's actually a really great video, like Queens of the Stone Age video. It's the same thing. Just yes, with exact same thing. <laughs> He's like, look, I got a thing I like to do, man. <laughs> Ozzy said he was willing to do it. It's fine. It was like Jack instead, but you know, all the same. Um, so I don't know if the, the listeners have picked up on this. Maybe I hope that the people who listen to this podcast go through and either listen through our pay- playlist or they're, they're just familiar with this. But uh, when we get back to the, the chorus, um, you'll notice a pattern throughout most of the songs on this album where the chorus lyrics are simply just the title of the song. Right. And uh, it's just repeated over and over and over. And like, I think that's maybe why I like this song because I'm like, oh, I know, I know what the chorus is saying. <laughs> Wait, here we go. Here's the chorus. He's gonna change it up on you. good song uh, yeah if if it were like just that then that would be great right that would be like oh yeah remember they that band that had that one cool song right whatever happened to them it's like yeah. oh they made other songs and they were not good this album reeks of filler this album oh, yeah. reeks of yeah, yeah. like hey loco is pretty catchy it's still a fairly new sound mm-hmm. um but it reeks of like uh like a label going hey there's this new thing that's coming out it's like this like kind of rap Rocky with like kind of slowed down tempos. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's a band that like, you know, they look like freaks. Um, uh, we can, we can make money off of this. Yes. Uh, can you guys just like come up with like five or six more songs? Like I doubt they had a huge like uh, uh, library of songs to choose from because. Yeah. I think there was a, a demo and some of those demo songs got worked into this album, but I don't, recall how many songs that was uh i have a feeling it was like two songs yeah <laughs> and yeah they were like uh i guess just make the rest of the album 
filler. Sound exactly like this. Don't mm. use any other pedals. No. No. Um, use the same tempo for each mm-hmm. song. Um, use the same voice for every song. Well, you oh, got yeah. two voices. You got that. Mm-hmm. And they go. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> and that's it. That's all you need. Literally. Everything that you need is right there. Um, let's move on to. Um, and actually, you know what? Uh, while you've, you've got it handy there. Let's go ahead and play the song Bradley. I know this is not one of the the three I wanted to discuss in full, but like if you could just go ahead and play that song. Um, This song sounds nauseating. Is this track two? Is this the second track? Yes. Yeah. By the time we get here, we're all I'm already like out. I'm like, if this were Shark Tank, (laughs) yeah. For this reason, I'm out. You know, it just sounds bad immediately. And then. if we go to the chorus, which I think is like around 55 seconds or so. Um, so let's see where go. Yeah, we're leading up to it. Like a lot of the choruses on this album that are not just the one word over and over again. This. He sounds so disinterested. I know. Yeah. Bradley. Do you know why he keeps saying Bradley? Because he likes Bradley Cooper. <laughs> yeah. He's a big fan of Rocket Raccoon in particular. Yeah. Uh, no, his uh, Des Fafara. His uh, real name is Bradley. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So uh, we need a name for this song, guys. Yeah, exactly. Gee, what could it be, lead uh, singer? Uh, but yeah, that's why we're not. Uh, I, I'm fine with not discussing every track on this album because yeah. it's all going to sound basically like this. It's going to yeah. be repetitious. It's going to be. Vocally uninteresting, musically uninteresting, so we could just focus on like three. I think it, it, it kind of goes to the larger um, problem I have with a lot of heavy music, because I, I love heavy music, um, but I get bored with heavy music because a lot of the times they don't do dynamics. Yeah. Like they don't slow it down or speed it up, or they, they just do the same tempo. They don't they don't bring the whole thing down and like bring it up and make it explode. It just kind of like meanders yeah. through it, and, and that's, that's where I think like heavy music can get just boring to me. Uh, it just sounds not the same necessarily, but like like when you come out of the gate just like strong as fuck, mm-hmm. and then you're just strong as fuck the whole time. Yeah. I just get, it's like, okay, like, I like a heavy thing, and then I like to bring it down, and I like to build it up, and I like to make it explode. Yeah, like, Korn did it best in the song Fage It, where they have the, the two <laughs> separate built-ups, and right. it works, it pays off both times. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's a good example, yeah. Uh, let's move on to the track Big Truck. I wonder what that chorus could be like. Um, on it, Spoilers, it's just him saying Big Truck. And I couldn't really find much of anything anywhere about the meanings of these songs. No. It's like they just like plucked words from the ether and they were like, this is what the song is called. We know that because this is what this what we say in the chorus of the song, you know? Yeah. It's it's not good. Like there's no real like authorial like point of view that we get on this. It's just like, oh, this is what Korn did. Let's just use that same exact formula. Yeah. Which is weird because uh, Dez went on to front a different band. Shit, I can't remember. Okay, okay. Here's a perfect example. I'm just going to rewind this just a second. Sure. Okay. So you've got this groove going. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. Now, this is like a very corn groove. Yeah. But when they go into the chorus, listen. 
Now, Corn at this point would have done some like or something like added some layers into it. They're just like, no, just keep playing the same thing that we were playing before. Yeah, and uh, just uh, do turn the guitar down or something like. like it just yeah. Here we go. Now this is the pre-chorus, already very re- repetitious, right? Yeah. a fake out we went back into the verse yeah verse pre-chorus verse again now ross you are asking for dynamics what could be more dynamic than that i guess it's technically counts <laughs> bit of a technicality but yeah we're yeah a little bit a little bit uh, but, w- yeah they it sounds it sounds like the last song too 100 <laughs> percent. yeah i there's a point where i had this album uh when i texted you last week i had it play on my radio at work uh, I had my, my phone hooked up to it and I listened to this album three times in a row and I got consistently got so fucking lost in where I was I know on anything I was trying to take notes and I was like fuck it's a new song already what the hell yeah I know yeah because what are you supposed to say about all this oh wait here we go here comes the, the chorus name of the song is there we go. Eight times, just like Loco. You know what I'm saying? It's like we were talking about Nickelback, and yeah. there's that thing about you can take a Nickelback song, uh, and they did this back in the day where you would take uh, two different Nickelback songs. You would have one in the right speaker, one on the left, and you would play them at the same time. It would have the same tempo, the same uh, chord progressions, the same. Uh, like the chorus would begin. At Did the you listen to Whip Gorley and Rust also? Uh, no, this is a thing that you sent me way back in the day of, of uh, MySpace, actually. And uh, But yeah, I remember hearing them talk about that. But this is like very similar, I feel. That was my dogs in the background. We're not going to edit it nope, out. Nope. We don't have the technology. Yeah, <laughs> the dog stays in the picture. But yeah, uh, yeah. And, and like there's a way to do this where you're doing like big truck you know there's a way to make that like interesting i think mm-hmm. they don't do that no they just say the same thing you know you could be like big truck big fuck you know just like mm-hmm. something to kind of differentiate it from just being the same exact repetitive thing over and over and over again mm-hmm. uh they didn't do that <laughs> no they they actively sought to not do that in any way shape or form when we move on to the third song that i want to discuss which is the song sway Oh, mm-hmm. hey everybody! This is Sway. Oh, I shouldn't do that voice. <laughs> we used to make fun of Sway all the time. The, it, the DJ, I guess he's on like Hot ninety seven now, or uh, I think he's on uh, uh, Shady Four or Five. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's gotten a lot better. But I remember when he first came out, we used to make fun of Shay all the time. Sway, Sway. I'm sorry. Put, put some respect Shway. on his name. <laughs> Sway. Sway. We used to make fun of him all the time because his his delivery was just like. Hey, everybody, I'm Sway. Yeah. He's like, I'm on TV. I have dreadlocks. Yeah. yeah. I borrowed Erica Badu's headset. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to talk about this one. Yeah. I, uh, I think I remembered hearing this song way, way back in the day, but forgot that it ever existed. 
And it's so so weird that they reference this, you know? Yeah. And it's at like, this point, mm-hmm. um, had One Fierce Beer Coaster come out yet? Interesting that you should say that, Ross, for we had this questionably on the the timeline. I don't feel like this is actually new metal, but uh, Ross is referencing One Fierce Beer Coaster by Bloodhound Gang. Yes. Which came out December 3rd of 96. This album came out February 11th, 97. Now, the song that's being referenced is not like the Bloodhound Gang like took that line, right? Well, yeah, it's an old song. Yeah. But it is weird that like within what three months of each other? Yeah. And it seems very like Look, I I'm not saying that Cold Chamber ripped off corn, but they pretty much ripped off corn. <laughs> and I, I can imagine them seeing like one else is popular. I mean yeah. like and, and We gotta record an album in two oh whoops. Um <laughs> I just fucked that up. That's alright. We'll get there. Don't worry, listener. We'll get back there. But um like Firewater Burn, which is the Bloodhound Gang song, that yeah. was like a hit single, and yeah. that was the chorus, right? Right. So, I mean, stands to reason that Cold Chamber could have just Sway like... Sway so hypnotic. Them. Sway so hypnotic. Mm-hmm. Sway so hypnotic. Sway so hypnotic. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I'm looking at the lyrics. It's just... Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and the way the way I assume this album came together was very, very fast. Yeah, had to have been. Um, but, like, you would still think, like, hey, a big hit single just came out from somebody in, like, the alternative scene. Yeah. And I'm sure Bloodhound Gang was playing with a lot of these guys back in the day. Um, and that you would be like, oh, shit, we can't do that because the Bloodhound Gang just did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we just like go back and lay over some other vocals on top of that? Uh, fuck that! No, <laughs> we'll just do the same thing. It's yeah, fun. it's it's wild to me. Yeah, I can't find any details about how long they spent recording this album. Like you were saying, I cannot imagine it took very long. No, like that. Uh, on the last episode, we talked about Korn's sophomore album, and that album sounds like it's wildly dynamic. We both love oh, that God. album. Yeah, um, it goes all over the place. And that it's one was great. recorded in the span of like three weeks or something like that. Yeah. So this one was like in, in the span of like three days or some shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, I don't know. It, there's nothing original about this album in any way, shape, or form to me. Nothing on this album that is done. Even like, like I like Loco, but like, I, I don't need to listen to that song if I've got so many other new metal songs. Right. That, like, it's not filling in any type of gaps. Right. Know? Right. 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 So, um, yeah. The, again, this is the the album of the two that I liked. <laughs> I feel like I'm <laughs> oh, ripping it to shreds. So, um, but yeah, that's that's uh, those are the three songs I wanted to discuss. I wanted to talk about this one pig oh yeah no i didn't really want to talk about it. it's just fucking ridiculous have you i but you listened to it oh, right yeah, okay oh, yeah. i've listened to this album like four or five times okay. in the past couple weeks uh yep <laughs> yep <laughs> well, i don't have any lyrics uh fuck it yeah <laughs> just make pig <laughs> snarling noises I'm surprised this isn't in that uh, Nicolas Cage movie, you know, of the same name. <laughs> that would have been good. Yeah, it would have been real good. 
<laughs> it would have been amazing. <laughs> the best song I've ever heard. Have you seen that movie? Uh, no, I've heard it's great. Oh, though. dude, it really yeah, is. I, it's I was on really my impressed. List. With I it. just haven't gotten around to it. Yeah, damn. I've been too busy watching Star Trek before it goes off of Netflix. <gasps> Next gen. Yeah. Oh wow. When's it supposed to leave? Um, <laughs> Friday. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, we're where's so it, close to the end. Where's it going? That was Paramount. Yeah, yeah. Which you let me lo- wait. Is that is that illegal? You let me Probably. borrow your Paramount login. <laughs> yeah. But it's <laughs> oh god, pigs! It's a fuzz. We heard their master. <laughs> uh, oh, so damn. so that's uh, that's pig with hidden message plus silence. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that? Like they they yeah. got a bunch of like studio outtakes and all this shit. <laughs> it's yeah. it's not good. No, no. It's uh, it's quite bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's uh, Cold Chambers self-titled, self-titled, mm-hmm. uh, self-titled album, and you know it's uh, it is what it is. I, I, here's the thing: the production is good, like it's well produced. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like amazing, but like it's better than like Adrenaline was, um, as far as like production, oh. the, the way it sounds. Yeah. Um, it, it, but, but it doesn't have, there's no craft there. Zero. Yeah. Zero. It actually has some similar problems that, that I have with adrenaline, which is like using the same guitar effect over and mm-hmm. over. Um, uh, some of the songs kind of sound the same, but that's, mm-hmm. that's an issue with like just about every band. They yeah. always have mm-hmm. songs that are just skippable for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, so, so it, it definitely like has the production there and like, I don't dislike the tone mm-hmm. it's just when the tone goes on for 45 minutes <laughs> yeah and it doesn't ever change mm-hmm. and it it, it 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 lessens everything like even loco i go back and listen to and i'm like i, I mean i like this because i have like a nostalgic attachment to it from listening to yeah. it back in the day mm-hmm. but like if i just heard this i don't think like i would give a shit about no. it like it's fine like mm-hmm. i don't think it's bad like if you like cold chamber uh, great, and I, I'm guessing most people who do like Cold Chamber have like a like a nostalgia for it, mm-hmm. um, and so like you know, hey, it's it's great. I'm not saying it's like a bad album, but it's just so repetitive and so samey that it just, I mean, who cares? <laughs> I'll say it. It's a bad album. Uh, the <laughs> it, there's there's not enough variety in there. Yeah, like, almost there, none. There's not one person on earth. This album sold five hundred thousand copies. I am. 100% positive there's no one on earth that is like oh you gotta listen to the deep cuts though <laughs> yeah. you gotta listen you don't like this album Amir in the desert oh my god how problematic like, yeah. I thought that was like a <laughs> that was like a joke song I started listening to it a little closer I'm like oh, mm-hmm. this uh this is not good both uh, musically and lyrically <laughs> yeah the uh the the amir they're referencing is somebody who was like working at the studio at the time named amir who would go on to play i believe guitar for the band orgy with jay sherman uh it's, i was gonna say thanks. i was gonna say jay farrow from <laughs> snl so we were like both like way off uh jay uh jay gordon from orgy oh okay, uh, yeah. yeah so um they they had their comeuppance you know if it's down, I'll never. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but it was fucking spot on. <laughs> it's the only orgy song I know. Uh, no, no, Stitches. Stitches was a good song. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, I like that one. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, anyways, that, yeah. that's that's we'll that's Cold Chamber. I don't think mm-hmm. there's anything else I have to say about that band. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> there's nothing out there. I did a lot of research. Like, mm-hmm. I try to find information. Yeah, there's like dick out there mm-hmm. for this album. Like, yeah. nothing. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy that there's not more information. But also, if there were more information, be I'd be like, too. but why? <laughs> be like, like I can't. Yeah, exactly. It's like I can't imagine there's a like. Who's chronicling this? Like, for if if four hundred ninety nine thousand of their fans got together and were like, "Yeah, but what is Big Truck about?" Like, that would be concerning for humanity. I think you know. Yeah, it's like it's about Big Truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't get it from the title oh. and you repeating it thirty six <laughs> times over the course of the song. Interesting. Uh, okay. There's a, uh, I think it's a mystical song called Big Trucks. Really? Uh, it's a banger. Oh yeah. my God. They should it's have like, done a collabo back boy, in the day. We don't give a fuck, boy. Oh, wow. Put him a towel up. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> I love, okay, I love mystical's music. I guess he's he's done some pretty fucked up shit. Mm. Um, like, uh, I, I don't want I don't, I don't know exactly, so I'm not going to say, but. Mm-hmm like abuse kind of allegations. I know yeah. that. Um, but uh, the, 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 the one that sticks into my head, I'm trying to remember the name of the song, but he says, um, uh, that's right. My meat and potatoes come from my lyrical, from my lyrical labors. My, my oh, meat wow. and potatoes come from my lyrical labors. Mm-hmm. And I really fucking, I've always loved that line. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's just like first line into the verse. And he's like, that's right. My meat and potatoes come from my lyrical labors. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's, it's so good. That but, is good. Uh, yeah. He, I guess he kind of just, just disappeared. Like I felt like mm-hmm. mystical was pretty big. Like shake your ass was, was like a fucking huge hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was on that remix with Joe for stutter. Oh God! That yeah. was huge. Yeah, dude, that was a good song. He was on uh, "Move, Bitch" with Luda. Oh yeah, that's a banger dude, all day. It's such a banger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mystical is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the his like actions in his personal life. I think whatever he's yeah. done, we should exonerate. <laughs> I'm gonna take that back immediately. Yeah, we don't even have to wait for the next episode to correct that the one. Nudist I don't know. Does not promote what we say on this. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Views and expressions expressed here are not our own, mm-hmm. but they say uh, they come out of our mouths. Yeah. It, it's just to, to make each other laugh. It's a joke, bro. That's all it is. Chill out. It's a joke. That's all it is. Uh, do you want to rate both albums at the very end, or do you want to go ahead and rate Cole Chamber now? Cole Chamber gets a big one. <laughs> For you. Okay. I'm going to rate this one as a two just because wow. I uh, like loco enough to where it, it brings back enough nostalgia. I played in some, uh, some bands yeah, okay. back in the day where... They they would play that live and I. I'll fun. give it a two. Yeah, because okay. loco loco is 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 a pretty solid mm-hmm. song. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll I'll give it a two because it's not the worst. It's not the worst new metal album. No, but I'm I'm wondering what would be, like there's a lot of there's a lot of shit that we're gonna get to. Yeah, <laughs> sooner rather than later. It's gonna, this this podcast is gonna <laughs> decline very at, quickly. At a certain point, we're gonna. Uh, turn on these mics and we're just gonna both be like looking down at our shoes <laughs> crying just, yeah it's weeping heavily 1999 i think is is the is the is the watershed moment or the 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 where, where the where the crest breaks and then it just goes downhill yeah i think beginning 2000 that's where where there's yeah, a, a steep yeah, drop but i did have this thought where i feel like the odd years for new metal especially beginning in 97 that we're mm-hmm. in now there is so much good fucking stuff 
yeah. that comes out. Like oh, yeah. the, the album we're going to be talking about on the next episode. I'm very much looking forward to. We'll we'll get to that later. But I don't um, even know what it is. No. It's going to be surprising. Oh, me. the suspense. Oh. But um, yeah, let's let's move on to the next album on our agenda, which is well, so so so. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll talk about that. You want to do the personnel? Uh, well, uh, yeah, I guess we should just uh, say what what the album is, right? Yes. Power Man Five Thousand. Um, they've named this album, which is a partial reissue. Mega two exclamation points. Okay, you got me. Kung Fu Radio. Okay. 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 Uh, personnel. Well, you want to yeah. do the original title? Let's save that. Okay. Let's go through this let's, first. Let's save it. And then uh, I'll have you go through the original title. Because okay. I I think I really like the alternate title. I do too. Um, the, the credits for the album, Spider, this is where we're at. <laughs> like, we got to do these crazy fucking names. Like, as if Dez from Bradley isn't bad enough. <laughs> we got we to gotta go Spider, a.k.a. Spider One, a.k.a. Rob Zombie's brother. Well, bro. Spider is... The vocalist Adam Twelve <laughs> on guitar, Dorian, <laughs> probably a Dorian but, Gray. I know moment. that. That's what I was thinking. He's like, oh my, my paintings never age, just like me. Uh, he plays <laughs> bass. My music. Uh, Jordan uh, does percussion. <laughs> Jordan, that's weird. I guess I didn't look at the the. I didn't pay attention when I first looked at this. So they Jordan does percussion, and then Al does drums. They have like a special huh. percussionist wild uh the album was produced by mudrock and uh he does he's credited as the producer and mixer but then also credited for mixing is chris shaw which is the name of a person that you and i went to school with he was in our our group of friends um i don't think this was the same guy (laughs) (laughs) because he would have been young like us but still we don't know he's also a ginger i can say that i'm married to one yeah it's okay if you say it Gingers don't like music. <laughs> they can't. They're too concerned no. about the sun. Yeah, it hurts them. <laughs> um. So yeah, this album came out on just. Uh, I'm sorry, February 25th, 1997, uh, for the reissue. And um, like I mentioned, this album was music that Power Man 5000 had. That was. I don't know if it was necessarily re-recorded, but it was. They recompiled those songs right. and then added two extra and released this album. Yeah. And um, <laughs> album question mark. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the original name of the album? The original can... name was blood splat rating system. Yeah. That's crazy. Which is a great name. Mm-hmm. This, them zombie boys. I, I will give them credit for being able to come up with like word salads that are fun. <laughs> yeah, that is true. They're going for a special like, uh, uh, schlock plus nostalgia. Yeah, name naming and, convention. And it's 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 a delicate balance of not sounding like you're trying to do a schlock sat word salad. Yeah, because mm-hmm. um, they make it actually sound like like they make it sound like a like an old horror movie that like uh you know like is just like kind of an obscure like cult horror movie yeah and they they both use clips from like deep cuts yeah. like b movies and that type of thing so i born. enjoy it i mm-hmm. like it yeah i i, I okay big well big white zombie fan mm-hmm. 
early Rob Zombie, I was actually not a fan of, like Dragula and uh, Living Dead Girl. I think they're kind of boring, and I think they're they they lose a lot of the energy that that White Zombie had. Astro Creep two thousand is like one of my all time all time favorite, like top ten all time favorite albums. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like to this day, I think it one hundred percent holds up, and I think mm-hmm. it's a completely unique sound that really no one else ever did. Um, uh, and actually modern Rob Zombie ever since John five joined the band, I think John five has brought like a lot of really, really interesting. stuff. the newest Rob Zombie album, I don't know if you ever listened to it might actually surprise you with how like versatile there's like some, like there's like a country song on there. That's like, it's like really fun. Somebody gave Rob Zombie a cowboy hat for his birthday and he's like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to wear it till it falls apart. <laughs> Uh, but he, uh, I, I, re- I really, I really like Rob Zombie as a, as a person. Um, yeah. I think he's a really interesting guy. I think he's really smart. Uh, in looking at him, you would think he's like a drug addled, um, hobo, but he's like straight edge vegan, um, doesn't do any drugs, doesn't drink. Mm-hmm. Um, and is just a really big fan of like old horror movies. Yeah. Um, and, or old, you know, schlocky B movies, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of as well. So yeah. like, I like. I like watching, you know, coming across Amazon Prime is really good. If you're ever looking for like just schlocky B crap that's like entertaining, mm-hmm. uh, Amazon Prime is like perfect for that. They don't have like a lot of new stuff that's like very good, uh, but they've got a, just a, a plethora of old. And as soon as you start watching it, it starts recommending you more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And so now all my Amazon Prime recommendations are like old schlocky exploitation movies and uh i i i I love them but i love watching like one of these old movies and then hearing a clip from like a white zombie album oh yeah shit that's where that's from yeah i love that yeah yeah uh so that's always fun um but yeah i'm a a big 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 white zombie fan yeah i think most people who were in the into that type of aggressive music back in the day white zombie was one of those go-to bands i remember uh our group of friends we would have like this i can't remember what it was but we'd have this outside day it's like a full day of just being outside in our little like oh yeah uh it's not certainly not a courtyard but like this this little like area where we like sit outside it was yeah uh adjacent to the school parking lot but it was just like everybody would sit outside and you would have your radios like everybody like brought radios and you could listen to whatever and just like hang out or whatever it's just like a a fun day yeah that was so it was like once a year or something like that that we all lived for right but um uh, one of our friends had the white zombie I think a couple of them had it, but the first time I ever heard Supercharger Heaven, where it's just like repeating the word Devil Man over and over again, not yeah. in like a Cold Chamber esque way, no, like it, it's going somewhere, but like I was like, holy shit, this is so fucking rad. I know it's so good, yeah. And even to this day, when I listen to it, I'm just like, this is, I'm just having fun right now. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a lot of it. Is um, White Zombie in particular? Uh, there's a lot of fun to be had. Yeah, yeah. So then I listened to this album. Oh boy. <laughs> And we'll get into it. You said uh, you've got some specific songs the, you wanted to to go over, right? Yeah, just just a couple more things, just kind of because there's more information out there about Power Man Five Thousand than there is about Cold some Chamber. stuff you need to know about. Yes, things mm-hmm. you need to know. They were they were so they got early success in Boston, um, and Spider did not want to be associated with Rob Zombie. He did not want to be known as Rob Zombie's little brother. So for a I, long time, I believe they're like actually touring together. This they are. Year. They are currently yes. It's like them and Mudvayne. Right. Yeah. They mm-hmm. tried to keep it a secret, I guess, for a long time, so that they could kind of like build their own thing, you know, without the success of, or without piggybacking on the success of White Zombie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they tried to do their own thing, and eventually it came out that you know they were related. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
so that 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 kind of you know blew the whole thing apart for them Mm -hmm. but uh uh yeah they they definitely i would say they're more along the lines of like if if white zombie is sort of like industrial horror Mm -hmm. uh i would say that power man 5000 is an industrial um it's like sci-fi yeah yeah exactly (laughs) literally what i was gonna say yeah uh, uh, which, which I, I, I totally dig, but it's, it's very clear that they were raised in the same household. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And had like the same musical influences. And even the, the word industrial more pertains in my opinion to later albums from power man 5000, because this yes. is like, no way different than what I was expecting. Like I'm familiar with, um, when worlds collide and drop the bombshell. And then I was yeah. listening to this. I was like, hold up. This hold up, wait a minute. Uh, this was Smoke weed every day. <laughs> this was a a totally different vibe than what I was expecting. Yeah. Um. And then you know I was texting you last week. I was like, yeah, I don't really care for this album. And then I was listening back to the three songs that you had mentioned mm-hmm. today, and I was like, honestly, those are kind of catchy. You know. I, so my opinion has changed since we previously spoke about it. One song in particular that we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Um. So every year I do like a, on Spotify, I do like a, my favorite songs of like 2021, 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, and I only put like the songs that I really just like super get into. So, mm-hmm. so I get that, um, like kind of imprinted on me. And when I go back and listen to like a 2017, my 2017 playlist, it like mm-hmm. takes me back to 2017 and I could be like, Oh yeah, I remember when I was doing this and it like brings back, it's like a, it's like a good memory, uh, uh, jogger jogger. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, and one song on here is going on my, uh, or already on my 2022 playlist. Wow. Yeah. That's how wow. much I liked it, which did not expect to like it that wow. much. Wow. Crazy. Okay. I'm so, excited. So, uh, you want to get started? We'll do the uh, first one. Uh, sure. so first opening song is just like a, you know, it's just, uh, old, old movie clip played behind, you know, mm-hmm. kind of random chaos. So it's not really much of a song, but mm-hmm. so this is technically the first song on the album Yeah, and it's a, or, Organized. Organized. There yeah. we go. I have to not look at it. I know. Yeah. I, I, I was. I. Yeah. So yeah. here it is. Very like funky. Very. It, I did not expect this. It it reminds me a lot of um, early early Incubus, like Fungus Among Us, that type of stuff. That's I. That was my one of my biggest notes. Was like. Yeah. But see, now I hear the percussion. I hear like the um, yeah, like a drum can or something. Uh, I was trying to think of like like congas or oh you know, yeah, that you're right. Thing. Little, yeah, yeah, it's a little tinny sounding, but rattle. It's fun. Very very red hot chili peppers as well. Ooh yeah, good point. This has got big blood sugar shex magic on it. It's it's certainly more dynamic than anything on that Cold Chamber album. And this is why I like it a lot more. Okay. Is because because it goes up and it goes down and they have there's there's different things happening in, in each song, so it doesn't just sound like a slog slog. Yeah. And he's actually did you look at any of the lyrics for any of these songs? Uh I don't think so. Actually, really good. Like, I really, really like oh, the lyrics. Actually, I take it back. I listened, or I looked up the lyrics to the very last song because I definitely want to talk about that one okay. uh, before we close yeah. out on the album. But um, 
Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's got big big funk vibes to it, which I was expecting yeah. more industrial because, like you, I, I don't think I've ever listened to this album. No, uh-uh. uh, definitely listened to like their next one, one or two albums for sure. Because like Drop the Bombshell and stuff, I remember really digging that. The the only song that I remember hearing off of this album was Neckbone, which we'll get to. Yeah. And that was on like a sampler or something like that. Like a sampler CD oh. that went out in like a music magazine or, or whatever. And I was like, wow, this sounds like totally different than what I expect. I yeah. and I like I don't know what happened to that C D, but um yeah, it's not anything that I would have like if I just heard it out of context, I w- never would have guessed that's who it was. And their bass player So good. They have an amazing bass player. Dorian? Dorian, yes, uh-huh. of course. Of course. Apparently, like, Spider is the only member. Like, everyone else has left the band. Oh, okay. Spider, yeah. like, there's nobody from this era that's still associated with the band. Oh, yeah. This just popped into my head. Mm-hmm. Um, Moon Knight just dropped today. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Oscar Isaac, who I got a big old man crush on. Mm-hmm. Um, I... Just Googled him today because I was like, oh, I don't know about much about this guy. Yeah, handsome dude, really good actor. Been yeah. in some movies that I really, really love. So I started looking him up. He was in the early two thousands. Uh huh. He was in a punk ska Christian band. What? And he was a lead singer and guitarist. Oh my god. And um, if you go back and look at pictures of him. Mm-hmm. He dresses, and they toured with Green Day. What? Really? Yeah. Holy shit. And uh, it is absolutely goddamn hilarious looking. He's like, there's so many pictures of him in like um, like a white tank top wearing like baggy ass Jinkos <laughs> yeah. and like a wallet chain. Yeah. But, uh, fucking hilarious. Oh my God. Yeah. Made him love me a little bit more because I was in that, and I wasn't in that scene per se, but I, I knew we knew people who were sure, who yeah. were for friends with them, and yeah. I dressed like that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, apparently he's been like playing guitar since he was twelve, and he was like the wow. lead singer. I was trying to find some some uh, good recordings of it. And I, I I didn't come across any, but it, it was like right before I came over here, so I really haven't dug into it. But I'll, I'll find some and send them to you. But the pictures of him are. Fucking amazing! <laughs> that's it definitely looks like somebody I would have hung out back. And now he's back Moon Knight. And now he's Marvel's fucking Moon Knight. Knight. Yeah, that's like if Derek Wibley from Some Forty One went on to be like Nova, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, wow, what a twist! Yeah, you know? yeah. And the Atreides Scion. Um, if you're into Dune, oh yeah, no, tickles your bucket. No, no, you no. don't like Dune. I've I've not experienced it. I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> Well, <laughs> you're right to do so. It's an incredible movie. Uh, I haven't seen the old one. I haven't seen the new one, but the new skip one. The old one. <laughs> uh, skip Actually, the old one? Well, if, if you're in the mood for like a just a fucking weird ass movie that's mm-hmm. uh, visually very entertaining, uh, yeah, but it's not a good representation of the book at all. But the newer one is? The newer one definitely is. Okay. Yes. I'm reading but all it's... the, well, I'm in the middle of multiple book series and I kind of bounce between them, but yes, I'm reading like I'm on a third or fourth Dune book right now. Oh, gross. Yeah. I've been reading them for like the past year or so. Uh, but it definitely like it a thousand percent percent captures the, uh, the feeling of it. Yeah, oh, the sand, okay. The yeah. sand. Yeah. Uh, I don't like it. It's coarse and it gets everywhere. <laughs> Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. All right. Uh, next song I wanted to talk about is the neck bone. Hell yeah. Or neck bone. Neck bone. Mm-hmm. I do like the bass on this song. Bassist is really good. Mm-hmm. 
Dorian coming through. Man. Dorian, if you're out there, good job. (laughs) (laughs) You think Dorian from Power Man 5000, formerly of Power Man 5000, is just like combing the internet? (laughs) Someone's talking about this. He's got his uh, Google alert set up. It sounds so much like Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh yeah, with the like megaphone yeah, yeah, type yeah. of thing. He reminds me of Henry Rollins. Ooh, okay. You know, it's not the most original sound, <laughs> but I, I, I have fun with this. Yeah. I think this is my favorite song off of this yeah. album. Uh, I, I keep waiting for the chorus to kick in, but I'm like, yeah. wait, is there a chorus? There has to be one, right? Yes. But it's like it. Maybe not. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) They keep faking us out, you know? So, one fun thing is he does drop a line like Kobayashi Maru. Oh, okay. I guess, would this be the chorus, I guess? I guess so. Kind of a pre-chorus, but... It's like a refrain or something like that, right? Yeah. I guess that works. This reminds me of... uh, so what you want from Beastie Boys? Oh, dude, it does. Holy shit! So what you want? You what you want? Damn, mashup. <laughs> Let's do it. That's all. Oh, right yeah. there, Kobayashi Maru. I heard that and I was like, immediately like this song. It's a Star Trek reference. <laughs> Uh, so the Kobayashi Maru is a test that they give uh, all Starfleet like aspiring captains. Um, it's basically an unsolvable pu- puzzle where they either have to save the crew or uh, try to save the people yeah. uh, that they're trying to rescue or whatever, like a rescue mission. Uh, so it's, a, it's, it's supposed to be an unsolvable puzzle, right? Uh, so Kirk is the only one who has ever passed it. And the way he passed it was he hacked into the, it's like a simulation. And he hacked into the simulation and like changed the parameters to allow him to win he because cheated. he doesn't believe in no win. It's a no win situation. Oh yeah, so they talk like, about this in that first J.J. Abrams Star Trek yes, movie. Yes, okay, yeah. They reference it in 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 the I think it's the first movie like the, for, with Kirk with or with uh, Shatner. Yeah, um, he's talking about how he you know beat the Kobayashi Maru. And they're like, well, you cheated. And he's like, well, I don't believe in no-win situations. You know, like, uh, so I, I've always liked that. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, and he actually, he ended up, he ended up like passing Starfleet Academy. Uh, and that's part of like kind of what got him his status was like, well, you weren't supposed to hack the thing, but also you did find a way to win, which no one else has ever found a way. Like, so it's like kind of thinking outside the box. And I've always loved that idea, that concept of like, well, if I can't beat the system, I'm just gonna like fucking. I'm gonna fuck beat with the, the system. system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so do I, you I think? Like that, yeah. Do you think when Kirk beat the Kobayashi Maru, he was like Kobe? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. I yes. thought so. I just wanted to make sure I was not the only one who thought that. 
Um, okay, so the next one I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. is a swim with sharks. With the sharks. Yeah. This is the song that, uh, in a remix, was featured prominently in the movie Jaws. <laughs> yep. Like in in place of the da na da na, they just play this. I want them. I'll let it get there. Yeah. Again, I, as a bass player. Bruce. I just love this chorus. I love this chorus. Is this the song that's on your best of 2022? Yes, this is I, the yeah. one. Yeah. When, when you sent this to me, I was like, I, I went through the, the list. I listened to, uh, in the order you sent it, I listened to Neckbone, I listened to Organized, and then I was like, I don't even remember this song before. And then I got to this part of the song, I was like, oh, this is why. Yeah. This is why we want to talk about this. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Yeah. You get the... the Neck, the, 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 head, the, the head, tail, the, head, the, whole, the, tail, damn the whole damn thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've listened to it a million times when I came. <laughs> um, when this came on, I was like, yeah. what? Mm-hmm. Like, this is not new metal. No. <laughs> like, I immediately was like, after this song was over, like, listen to it like another two or three times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's got really good lyrics, I think. I think he actually. Uh, I, th- I think it's like for me because I don't really ever pay attention to lyrics but for what he's like going for it sounds like he's he's doing what he's going for oh yeah right? yeah um, doesn't seem like wildly deep or anything but I don't think that's what no what he had planned to do for this type of music white zombie isn't deep at all you know but the lyrics are just really fucking fun um, are you saying really El Super Bisto is wow. not a revelation lyrical, upon humanity. Lyrical perfection. <laughs> so when I was listening to this album in full, it just sounded like, especially like the first time I listened to it, it just sounded like a whole lot of, it was almost like a wall of sound of psychedelia right away, which is not something I like have ever gotten into. Like it just, yeah. I, I can hear like, a couple of like funky guitar like uh, uh, licks or whatever, and I was like, "This is literally all this sounds like to oh, me," you know. Bongos. Oh yeah. I guess they maybe let that guy go later on when they were like, "Look, um, it's not you. <laughs> it's just everything you're doing. We have pivoted wildly in our soundscape, so." Uh, unless you can play lasers or whatever, or have you ever thought about I don't know being a dancer in the band? Maybe you could do that. Move equipment, <laughs> dance on stage. Uh, took this tambourine. Uh, yeah, just dance. Yeah, we give him the silent tambourine, right? Yeah, of course, of course. Of course. It's all rubber. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, 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 I really, I really dig that song, mm-hmm. and it's not new metal in the slightest, and no. it doesn't even really sound like they're what they become known as, but. Uh, much in the same vein as your uh, Incubus is. Yeah. Uh, where 
or your Sugar Rays, where their old stuff just has so much more dynamic, weird, experimental mm -hmm. stuff mm -hmm. uh, that I just I, I like it. I like it more. Yeah, especially Incubus. I, I know a lot of people love. A lot of people don't even know like <laughs> like science or, yeah. or I, for most people that started it. Uh, what was the what was the next one with Drive on it? Um, oh, Make Yourself. Make Yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Most people like it starts at Make Yourself. And I'm like, no. That's weird. Ends and make yourself. So there were some songs I liked on Make Yourself. Uh, yeah. But as 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 it went on, I, I definitely lost interest. Mm -hmm. um, Science is a fucking banger. Almost a perfect album. Truly. I, I'm looking forward to us getting back to that to yeah, re-listen to it. As if I can't just like listen to it after we're done <laughs> yeah. recording or whatever. You're edging right now. Yeah, I have to like pace myself out. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like I... I can appreciate what they are going for, even though it's not necessarily anything I would like actively seek out to listen to. Right. Um, and it is cool to look at these bands and where they go and then like how they eventually just like go away, Yeah, you know, um, to see like where they started and try to get into the mindset of like, well, how did they get to there from here? <laughs> you know like it yeah. doesn't make any sense but okay i guess you i know? think it would be kind of fun maybe maybe we do this in the future on an episode where we just take okay we're going to listen to like a select few of like the first corn album mm -hmm. and then we take a select few off the last corn album because i'm not gonna we're, we're not gonna do all, every corn album we'll, <laughs> we'll get to every corn album we're uh, gonna do it we'll uh, get to all of it you can't <laughs> <I won't be laughs> you don't want to get to the, the path of totality i don't even know what that is that is their dubstep album oh God, mm -hmm. is Skrillex on it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Really? I think he does a couple of songs with them. Yeah. All right, I might listen to that. Yeah, that song "Get Up." I, I do like that song. I actually am a I'm a I'm a defender of Skrillex. Mm -hmm. I am. I think he's good. I I like Skrillex. It's just all the other Skrillexes. I just yeah. What? <laughs> I like Skrill X. I don't know about Skrill Y or Skrill Z or the uh... rest of the alphabet. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, it was bad. It was a good joke. No, it was bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so uh, you wanted to listen yeah. to uh, the the very last song, uh, which has uh, the name Superman in the title. Even Superman shot himself. Yeah. Go ahead and, and crank I that. Don't bad know boy what up. that means, other than maybe he was sucking his own pee pee. <laughs> well, Ross, please fire it up, and we can discuss it because I feel like we can commiserate on this very topic. I'm about to go behind the garage. Fire it up. <laughs> Rock is awesome. <laughs> so again, this song is called Even Superman Shot Himself. And I wanted to discuss this. This sounds like the intro to the old Dragon Ball Z thing. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to play it again. Yeah. There's a cartoon dragon <laughs> coming up over the horizon. Fucking love that song. Damn. But um, I have this, this whole thing where I hate when musicians reference Superman. It's never accurate. Right. It always sucks. That Three Doors Down song, Kryptonite. Uh, oh, God. That song, it, it's a bad song anyway. But also it's like, uh, I'll be your aching kryptonite. What the fuck does that mean? You're going to be like an aching mineral? That doesn't, that doesn't fucking mean anything. And then... Um, uh, there's this band called Theory of a Dead Man who like changed their name oh, yeah. to Theory or whatever. They have this song called RX, 
And in the, I think the last verse of the song, it starts with, um, I'm going to have to find this uh, okay. because I was, I was looking it up today and it's pissing me off all over again just because I had listened to this uh, Power Man 5000 song. And um, yeah, let me let me look this up real quick while this crazy shit is playing here. It's on the uh, the theory song called RX. And sure, uh, Deftones had a song called RX Queen. I guess it's not that weird. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. Um, so... In uh, the last verse, it says, Superman is a hero, but only when his mind is clear, though. He needs that fix like the rest of us, so he's got no fear when he saves that bus. No! You have a fundamental misunderstanding of the character of Superman. He he is a hero. Okay, we're starting off okay. But only when his mind is clear? No. Like, sure, he's been, like, mind-possessed or whatever, but, like, you could do that with any hero character, right? You don't. You need to come yeah. after Clark Kent that way. Um, he needs that fix like the rest of us? No! He's just like an inherently good dude. Yes. That's his superpower. It's like he's just like always good. Hashtag solid dude. Always. Uh, and then uh, he's got no fear when he saves that bus. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think people can are capable of great feats, but they can be scared while doing so. Oh, yeah. He's, he's afraid he's, he's, someone's going to die. That's like yeah. Superman's biggest fear. So yeah. He's got to save everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My biggest fear is being attacked by a velociraptor in the shower because you can't. There's n- nothing can't you nothing. can do. Remember, remember that scene in All Star Superman when all the future Supermen came back uh, to like see Clark living with his parents, and they said some big thing was you know going to happen. This is a monumental part in Superman's life, and I remember he was doing something else, and he was like, "Oh my god, I just heard a heartbeat stop," and he like takes off and he's flying so fast he's like catching on fire and he's like I can save everybody and he gets there right as uh, as uh, uh, his dad uh, oh my god Jonathan Kent Jesus Christ I gotta be taken out back and shot (laughs) Uh, uh, but uh, he he, Jonathan had had like a heart attack and died Mm. that part where he's like flying so fast and like tears are streaking down his mm-hmm. face and he's like I can save everybody yeah uh, like that's his biggest fear yeah um, like he is invincible but his family is not right and even yeah. when he's out fighting this like it was like some kind of like time cyclone creature or something like that that was attacking um, like he was he, even though he's in the middle of this fight he's listening to his dad's heartbeat yeah like like that's Superman I feel like very, very, very few people understand Superman well enough. Mm-hmm. Well, that goes back to this song, Power Man 5000's Even Superman Shot Himself. The opening lyrics are, Goddamn, even Superman shot himself. Blew his mind, couldn't save the wealth. Maybe he read the Sunday paper, murder, front page, death, and rape. Okay. But like... Couldn't save the wealth? Yeah, it, none of it makes sense to me. It's just like... Uh, like you were saying earlier, like a word salad a little bit to me. And uh, it's just like all these like buzzwords a little bit. Like yeah. things that like, I get the idea of Superman as a totem to be like, here's the ultimate like heroic figure. But then also like, here's the reading the paper. The so bad. And yeah. Then, yeah. But it's like the lyrics don't really like paint quite the picture that uh, one Mr. Spider is uh, going for. The author known as Spider. 
Which is, I, I would think if anybody understood Superman in the music industry would be him, right? Because he's like a... He, it seems like he was born in pop culture. Right. You know, he's like bathed in it. But maybe this is like a thing where they, they fuck with horror and sci-fi, but like superheroics are just outside of that realm for them. Or yeah. Whatever, and know? at this time... If you didn't read the comics, your only exposure to it would have been like, you know, the Superman movies and maybe the old serials, maybe the old Max Fleischer cartoons or something, which isn't a great representation of like Superman. It's not the not the comic book representation of Superman. Yeah. Uh, the good one. The good one. Yeah. Which I guess it what was this? Ninety seven. Ninety seven. So yeah, Superman wasn't in a great place at this point. <laughs> Yeah, he was a uh, he was blue. Was at it this blue time. and red Superman? Yeah, I think so. Blue, electric blue Superman, somewhere in that that range. Uh, but yeah, it's just like musicians. What are you doing? Like you you don't need to evoke Superman like that. You yeah, just, yeah, just stay away because you're you're not getting it wrong. I was saying earlier that I'm a I'm a calm man that rarely gets all that upset at, at too many things. Mm-hmm. Um, the exception to that being anytime someone impugns a comic book character <laughs> <Yeah>. improperly. <laughs> you told me once that you were tempted to scream at someone wearing a Deadpool shirt, false valor. <laughs> <laughs> Stolen valor. Stolen valor, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was like Deadpool, like chimichanga or something mm-hmm. like that. And I was just like, God damn it. You don't even get the reference. No. You know? Yeah. No. It's and also, it's not something that he really like said all that much in the comic books. No. He did it like a couple times and it was like done in like a, an actual funny way, not just mm-hmm. saying chimichanga because yeah. it's a funny word. Like, mm-hmm. no, it didn't happen. And the thing like, okay, like if somebody, the thing that will set me off is if somebody says something like, well, I don't understand why Hawkeye's in the Avengers. He's just a guy that shoots arrows and he's next to like an Asgardian God. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, I get pissed. I'm like, <laughs> I feel myself sweating right now yeah. thinking about it, like how yeah. upset I am by that. Because mm-hmm. if people don't know, Brent and I are big, big comic dorks. So yeah. we, we we know a lot of stuff about comic books. We used to be in the TSA. We have a new metal podcast. We read comic books. We're pretty much the coolest people on the planet. Drowning in sniz. Yeah. All of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, we're both married and boring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thus, we started a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, two straight guys start a podcast. Mm-hmm. Can you believe it? I know, right? Uh, about nostalgia. Yeah. Um, but no, or 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 there's like the uh, the uh, jokes about Aquaman that'll set me off too. Yeah, but people don't really even do that anymore. I guess now that M- MoMA, 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 <laughs> Momoa, <sorry>. Jason MoMA, <laughs> the museum. Ever since the museum started <laughs> showing. Aquaman 24-7 on a loop. Yeah. And I don't even like that version of Aquaman, if I'm being honest. Uh, The Momoa version? Yeah. No. It's It's, not even remotely accurate to the comic book. I was trying to explain this to a non-comics person, and they were like, oh, yeah. I mean, like, he because it's like a Pacific Islander. I was like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. (laughs) Your character is totally different. He's like underwater Wolverine now. (laughs) They were like, I don't. I don't know what that means. I'm just going to walk away. I'm like, you come back here. He's a prince. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, that is the, one of the worst, I think, uh, screen adaptations. And I know why they did it. It's because they're DC and they, everything's got to be edgy and fucking hardcore. And, mm-hmm. oh, just some like blonde hair, blue eyed, white, which, okay. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, comics had a white problem back in the day. Too many white characters. Agreed. Um, but like, I still think you could have, 
even cast uh, somebody who was not white, but mm-hmm. still kept the basic characteristics of an Atlantean. I mean, you could you could still keep Jason Momoa, but just like shave him, like shave his beard and like his restyle his hair. Right. And you've got like classic Aquaman or whatever. Yeah. And, and, and not have him swim around in fucking blue jeans. <laughs> have you ever swam in jeans? It's the most uncomfortable thing in the world. Wet jeans are awful to wear. And he wears fucking blue jeans to swim in the ocean. Oh, I think in the uh, Justice League, both cuts, he's walking into the ocean in leather pants. Jesus fucking mm-hmm. Christ. Those are going to get gamey real quick. I'm sorry, mom, for saying that. She doesn't like it when I use the Lord's name in vain. She listened to an episode and said, "Did Can she I really just not say goddamn as much?" Oh, like, well, yeah. that doesn't count. That doesn't count. Nope, that that's just an yeah. example. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. That. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, yeah, and 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 I used to have a friend. She would tease me about it because I one time she said something about Aquaman, and I like legitimately went off. I <laughs> like, I can feel my blood pressure raising. People don't know the struggles, you know. <laughs> He can swim down to the bottom of the Mariana Trench, which means that his he's got the density like that can like he can bounce bullets like like he he's like almost like Superman levels of mm-hmm. of dexterity and strength. Uh, he can swim in the ocean almost as fast as Superman can swim in the air, and also the ocean is <laughs> like there. as like seventy percent water. Mm-hmm. So like he's the king of seventy five percent of the fucking planet. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, ignore, like, oh, he can talk to fish. Oh, yeah? Well, he can fucking tell the mitochondria or whatever that's in your bloodstream right now to fucking attack your brain and kill you because they're technically aquatic creatures. Mm-hmm. And he's he, the king He got him on his technicality. They didn't want to do it. No. He showed him the contracts. Uh-huh. Aquaman brings the receipts. Yeah. And imagine, if you will, mm-hmm. imagine, if you will, a fight. Aliens come to Earth, right? Ooh, well, yeah. okay, guess what? They're not necessarily going to land on the fucking land, mm-hmm. right? They're probably going to land in the ocean where there's no people, mm-hmm. right? Well, who's your first line of fucking defense? Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Now, imagine, if you will, Aquaman riding on a bunch of giant fucking sharks. Mm-hmm. And one seahorse that controls them all. <laughs> <laughs> now, you're pissing me off. <laughs> no, but, okay, this this turned into a... <laughs> This turned into a, a big rant. No, yeah, I'm I'm 100 on the same page with you. It's like people don't know they didn't have to get raised in an era where superheroes and comic books and this type of fiction that the entire world now enjoys uh, was lambasted and shamed, and you had to go pick up uh, issue two of uh, Jim Lee and Chris Claremont's X Men out of the trash in in front of <laughs> your yard. <laughs> In front of your class. Did that happen to you? No, that happened to you. Oh. Uh, you didn't go get it, but it, it was a, a coach was the teacher of our class, and he like pulled X-Men number two out of there. He was like, hey, look, how you want this? Oh, I'm sure he took it too, didn't he? Uh, I think so, but yeah. it was like, it came with like, um, it was like a burden almost. Oh, you like know? a shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember one time he uh, made fun of me uh, because I was reading, uh, it was supposed to be like quiet time, like yeah. read your book, study, do whatever. He's a coach. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah. He's like, be quiet. Mm-hmm. And so I pull out uh, a copy of um, Lone Wolf and Cub. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like middle school and I'm reading it. And he's like, I looked at what you reading. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh God. <laughs> Like, um, what what could possibly be the correct answer outside of like sports suit or sports illustrated swimsuit edition you know right yeah that's for like him? The, yeah, yeah. yeah or like yeah. the fundamentals of 
Southtown. Grab B-O-T. ass in the shower rooms after the big game, I assume. Uh-huh. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's what I assume they all do. Dong comparison <laughs> quarterly or whatever. Yeah. I heard some fucked up stories about like the what the they would do, like the sports teams would do with each other, like weird, like very homoerotic, like ritual kind of stuff. That sounds right. Mm-hmm. And that they called me the the F word. Yeah. The bad F word, yeah. The bad one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so he made me come up to the front of a class with my lone wolf and cub comic. Mm-hmm. He's like, what's this? And he opens it up and starts reading it out loud to the class. I'm just like, <laughs> probably backwards too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, that's not how you read manga. <laughs> it's actually manga, actually. Um, and made yeah. fun of me for it. And I hate him. Well, I hope he died. No, take it back. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure he's dead by now. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like the way he was living. Oh, no, God. no. He was just like, it's like if a pot belly had a pot belly, you know? <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah, get fucked. Yeah, 100%. But anyway, like going back to the topic at hand here. So, Superman, even Superman shot himself. I have a fundamental issue with the title of the song, yeah. not to mention the contents of Like, Superman, a bulletproof character shooting themselves in the head, literally wouldn't do anything. Kryptonite bullet. Okay. They got to be more detailed. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. yeah but, um, yeah, it's just like you could write you could write a song about Superman killing himself if you did it like accurately, like, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, throw in, you know, like the emerald splits my brain or something, you know, or, you know, magic the, would have to be involved. Yeah. Magic kryptonite, that type of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could you could you could do it. But yeah, be accurate about it. <laughs> Aquaman's giant seahorse. We yes. all know. Um, or something about like Aquaman lost his child and then grew his beard. Mm hmm. And lost his hand. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, right. Aquaman in the comics in the 90s? Maybe the 80s. I think it was like late 80s, but then I think Peter David's run was in the 90s. pretty soon after that. Yeah. And that's when he like grew his hair out and the beard and, and all that. But in the comics, for the people who don't know, Aquaman and Mera had a child. Yes. The child died. Yeah, I think Black Manta? Or was it Ocean Master? I think it may have been Ocean Master killed him. Oh, I thought in my head... You're yeah. probably right, but in my head, the the child felt like fell down a ravine in the ocean oh, or Jesus something like Christ. that. I don't know. Just this black abyss. This yeah. little baby it's, float. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> it's like floating down there. Oh God! Just hanging out with the the Meg. Yeah, it wasn't that. I, well, I guess that. No, I guess Gwen Stacy. The death of Gwen Stacy was the end of the Golden Age, right? And then the Silver Age was after that. And then I think some people consider the death of Aquaman son the end of the Silver Age because that wow. led into the 90s kind of, well, late 80s, early 90s, like grim, dark uh, kind of period. But like as far as like mainstream comics, I think some people consider that like one of the one of the transitions between the gold and silver age. Interesting. Or, I guess. What? Wait. Uh, between like the silver and bronze age, so silver and bronze, maybe yeah. that was it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I guess image was considered like the modern age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what we're in now, but oh, we won't find out until after it's over. The corporate know? age, Ugh. hell yeah, <laughs> corporations <laughs> all the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, I guess that concludes our. Well, we got up ratings. Or, yeah, well, I was going to say the, okay. the actual like discussion of the album yes. itself, unless you had any specific... <laughs> I think we talked about comics more than we talked about. It's fine. It, that's just what the show is, you know? Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. Like, all of our favorite podcasts are 
just like a couple of friends, like having a conversation that we yeah. get to listen to, right? Yeah. No one's going to say that about this podcast, but no. that's the vibe we're going for. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we gave uh, Cole Chamber two strings. Uh, what would you give Power Band 5000's Mega Kung Fu Radio on a zero or a scale of zero to seven strings? I give it a three. Three. Wow. Okay. Uh, um, I'm going to give this also a two, but in a, a, a different way. These are uh, two different strings on the fret than uh, Cold Chamber. Okay. Um, I was fully prepared to give this one string Ooh. going in, but then on the re-listen today, I was like, you know what? This isn't as bad as... It's not bad. I don't think this is a bad yeah. album. It's just not what I typically would listen to. Right. So it's just purely based on my musical tastes. I would I would give this two, yeah. but it's up from one. Hey, hey, Spider, um, you were gonna be Spider one string, but now you're Spider two strings. Congratulations, you did it. Yeah, <laughs> you've done it. Good job. Buddy. With Ross, you're Spider three strings. Yeah. So even hey. better. Let's and keep it going. We'll see what the next album brings. Let's see if we can get up to Adam twelve strings. Ooh, Adam twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a reference to something, isn't it? It's the the guitarist of this very band. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> but I think Adam Twelve is like a sci-fi old sci-fi show. Uh, I don't know. There was Kyle X Y, John Five, <laughs> and then Adam Twelve. I'm not sure what that's uh, a reference to. I'm sure it's a reference oh, to something. No, but it's we don't uh, know. Uh, Adam Twelve is a, uh, a 1968 cop drama show. Oh yeah, that's what you said. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what what you were saying. Okay. Yeah. I think we're on the same page here. Okay, cool. Yeah, it all it all tracks. It all makes sense. Yeah. So uh, we've got a total of like five strings here uh, between, right? Yeah, three and then two for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then uh, two and two for me. So I'm, I'm practically playing a bass, you know? You're playing a new metal bass over there with a five string. Over there with uh, Dorian. <laughs> me and Dorian, just, we really hit it off. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, any other notes for anything we've discussed thus far today? I think that about wraps her up. Well, what more could we say, you know? Um, well, I'll tell you what we can say. We can say to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NudistPod. Uh, you can email us, NudistPod at gmail.com. Again, no T in any of that. Check out the Nudist Colony Spotify playlist, a link of for which, yeah, a link for which is in the show notes. A link for all of that stuff is in the show notes. So go there and uh, do all that stuff that yeah. we said. Um, Write us letters. Yeah, go ahead. We fucking dare you. Yeah. Piece I have, of shit. <laughs> we could have like a whole inbox full of stuff. I don't know. I've, I've not <laughs> checked it. <laughs> I don't know. Got like 1,200 <laughs> emails in there. Um, so, Ross. Yeah. On the next episode. On of the next episode. On the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. Krillin. <laughs> Pretty much useless again. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Didn't do anything. Hey, he's wearing a suit this time, so hey, yeah. that's cool. <laughs> uh, on the next episode of Nudist Colony, Ross, we are going to discuss the 1997 self-titled debut album from one band known as... Seven Dust. Oh, yeah. That one is a fucking good one. One of the hardest working bands in showbiz, baby. 100%. They tour like nonstop all the time. It's like mm -hmm. all they do. I don't think yeah. they even have houses. No, they can't. 
Yeah. <laughs> legally? Legally? No. You they can't. Won't be, they won't allow them. Guys, they're from Georgia. You can't have houses in Georgia if you're an nope. entertainer. They won't let Just you do it. Just a shanty. Mm-hmm. Lean to. Yeah. You can, you can tow a trailer behind your tour bus, but yeah. that is it. Mm-hmm. That won't let you do it. No. Check the, check the papes. That's what the bulk of season three of Atlanta <laughs> is going to be about. You watch. I promise you. Hey, Earl was homeless in the in that one. Oh, see, I haven't watched that yet either. I haven't started that. Oh, dude, that's a good show. It's in my queue. No, I, I've seen the first two seasons. Oh, oh. I just haven't seen the first episode. Yeah, I have, I have any three yet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hulu with her fucking ads. I got oh. I got to watch it through my laptop so that because I, I don't I don't have the full like adless version or whatever. Oh I have God. like a I have it free with something. Oh yeah, that's right. But it's like but it has ads. Mm. But if I play it through my laptop through my TV. Uh, I can do ad blocker so it doesn't play, but mm. it's just a pain in the ass. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> I can do it. It's lazy. I think we just like to complain on the show. Yeah, I yeah. think that's our whole thing. We're old men. Yeah, of course. What else are we going to do? Hawkeye. <laughs> well, join us on the next episode of Nudist Colony as we discuss the self titled debut album from Seven Dust. Uh, again, that will be linked. Uh, the the playlist for that would be in the show notes and shit that I already said. Anyway, uh, so we're gonna discuss that and probably some other nonsense and uh, just have a riff roaring good old time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be a, gonna be a great time. So check it out. Yes, um, and that'll do it for the uh, podcast. I'm uh, I'm Ross. I'm Brent. Get fucked. Powered up for that one. Fantastic. Uh, bye.